Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Upvoted No Sleep, where OP Blair Daniels continues their story from yesterday's episode, writing, How valuable are those last ten years, when everything you ever had is gone? Health, love, beauty, all gone. She took in another deep breath. Are they even worth living? I was well acquainted with the fear-mongering, predatory tactics of MLMs. Body-shaming plus-size women, telling them they'll never attract another man unless they buy some pill or cream. Telling moms their children are surrounded by toxins, but essential oils will magically block them. Buy this or your life will suck. Your kids will die. Everything will go kaboom is a tried-and-true method for MLMs. I guess those years are still worth living, I said, still keeping my eyes shut. I mean, I want to meet my grandkids, if I have any, and just more time would be nice, even if I'm old, even just watching TV or some. Okay, but what if you could trade them for something in return? Whitney said, interrupting me. Would you, for example... Trade those last ten years to be youthful for ten more years? What is she getting at? Does the pill or cream or whatever cause cancer or something? I was about to ask for clarification when I heard a thump from behind me. My eyes shot open. My gaze immediately snapped onto the mirror mounted on the opposite wall. And with horror, I realized there was someone there standing behind me. At first, I only saw the face, bone white, starkly contrasting with the darkness. Then I saw the rest of them, and with horror, I realized they were wearing a mask. The white color of their face didn't match their skin. Oh God, they're going to rob me or murder me or something. I shot up and ran to the door, Surprisingly, Whitney didn't shout at me or try to grab me or pull me back. I wrapped my fingers around the doorknob and pulled. No, the door was locked. I scanned the locks, but there was some sort of lock with a keyhole that she must have locked when I wasn't looking. I turned around, heart pounding. Let me out. You have to meet the porcelain lady, Whitney replied gesturing towards the figure that was steadily approaching through the darkness behind us.
She appeared to be a woman, wearing a tattered dress, but very tall. It was unlikely I could take both of them on. Whitney grinned at me. She can give you youth. Isn't that what you want? She's bad insane. If you don't let me out, I'm calling the cops. I breathed. How? She reached into her pocket and with a grin, pulled out my phone. My throat went dry. I turned to the window. The houses across the street had lights on. I pounded my fist against the glass. Fire! Fire! I screamed, knowing that was more effective than shouting help. But there were two layers of glass and an entire street between me and them. No one seemed to notice. Nothing happened. I whipped around. The figure, the porcelain lady, I guess, was standing right behind Whitney now. And that's when I realized there was something terribly off about her. Her skin. Even in the low light, I could tell it had a grayish, bluish hue to it. Like she'd been dead for weeks. And there were these things, these dark lines, almost like cracks, spider webbing across her arms, up her collarbone, up to her jawline where they disappeared under the mask. Like her skin itself began to shatter. But her mask was pristine. The features were dainty and smooth, expressionless and perfect, like a mannequin's. And its pure white color, the way it glinted in the candlelight, it looked like porcelain. She'd stopped now, right behind Whitney. She stared out at me through these almond-shaped eye holes, bottomless voids of pitch black. Are you ready to make the deal? Whitney asked me with manic glee. I stared at both of them. I was trapped. The porcelain lady tilted her head as she examined me, but did not step forward. Okay, I'll make the deal, I said slowly, eyes flitting back and forth between them. Ten years of my life for youth, right? I'll look twenty again? Whitney nodded. Okay, okay, I'm in. I said, nodding, smiling, trying to sell the lie. I stood there, and then I dashed to the left, towards the living room. I sprinted through the darkness, towards the back door. I didn't even know if they were coming after me or not. My blood was pulsing in my ears, and all I could focus on was the singular goal of, I have to get out of here, or I'm going to die. I darted into the kitchen. And when I saw that same lock on the door, I ran to the nearest window and yanked it open. Surprisingly, there was no extra lock. I reeled my knee back and prepared to kick out the screen. A cold hand grabbed mine. My entire body spun backwards, away from the window. My head bobbed on my neck, and I saw the room spinning around me. The porcelain lady, her face in my vision except her white mask of porcelain had been distorted, stretched. Her mouth was a gaping wide hole, a black abyss, large enough to fit my entire head. I screamed and thrashed, but I felt a dizzying weakness spread throughout my whole body, like pins and needles, 
lighting up every neuron, every cell. But I forced myself to lunge with all my energy, everything that I had. And miraculously, I broke away. I dove for the window and I fell out, the screen popping out and falling underneath me. Then I scrambled up and, without turning back, raced across the grass to my car. When I got home, I burst inside and locked all the doors. What's wrong? My husband asked as he came down the stairs. I just put Jackson to sleep. He stopped dead on the stairs. His mouth hung open as he stared at me. What? I asked as I turned away from the door. But somewhere deep down, I already knew what he was going to say. You look different, he said, still frozen on the stairs. So young. And that was an upvoted no sleep story by O.P. Blair Daniels. And if you'd like to read more from Blair Daniels, check out her book You Can't Hide on Amazon. Sweet dreams.